Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Triple Jump podcast. It's a video game podcast. My name is Ben, and my name is Peter. Peter, where are you? I'm. I'm in. I'm in the countryside somewhere. Can you? Am I, I coming through? Clear. Hello. I, I can hear you. There's an awful lot of trees on the line. Yeah. <laughs> what a nature. Uh, I'm in my flat in Newcastle. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, just hiding out. Yeah, just hiding out. Hey, remember a couple of episodes ago where we said, "Hey, just be wary of what the media is telling you." Okay, make sure yeah. you wash your hands and things will be okay. It'll to be, be fair, fine. I don't think we were saying that this was never going to get any worse. I think we were just saying, just be wary of misinformation. <laughs> just stop panicking and stop panic buying, which is still like good advice, even though things are definitely worse than they were. People should still yeah. try and be considerate. So yeah, I I don't take back anything we said, but I mm-hmm. I add to it and say. Okay, this is quite bad now. <laughs> yeah, it is pretty bad. Yeah. Uh, as as many of you will have noticed, we're not here. You're just looking at a, a JPEG. What should we have as the just the JPEG that plays throughout this episode? Do you think? Oh, um, I, I mean, the go to is the the piggyback image, isn't it? Yeah, I suppose so. Let's do that. But it doesn't fill a sixteen by nine very well, so I don't know. What if I what if I cut it out into a PNG? Hmm. Uh, put a nice. The, a nice Windows Vista hill, not yeah. Windows Vista, Windows XP hill in the background, mm-hmm. and I keyframe animate it so across the hour or so of this episode, we slowly travel <laughs> from the left of the screen to the right of the screen. Wow, that's great. People will know how long the podcast has got left to do. I mean, they, exactly. would, they would be able to just look at the video uh, progress yeah. bar, but that's, that's boring. That's Rubbish. so 20th century. So we'll try and make it a little bit more dynamic. Maybe every every week that we record these podcasts from home, uh, they'll uh, we'll be travelling across a different environment. Yeah, where will we go next? Who's Who knows? to say? Absolute mystery, and that's why you should still watch the video version. We might Thank not be able to travel much. around the world and enjoy, you know, international jaunts, but we can do it digitally. Yeah, digi digi uh, digi p- piggyback. Ben and Peter can do it. Yeah, they can go wherever they want. So, yes, things are going to be a little different for a while as they are for everyone. We're going to endeavor to bring you all of the usual stuff uh, that that you 
normally expect. Lists should still be going out because our wonderful freelancers are home-based anyway. Mm -hmm. uh, podcasts can be recorded remotely. Streams will hopefully be a little more regular because we want to try and give you, you know, a little bit more entertainment and it'll give us something to do in the evenings at home and so on. Yeah. And uh, the only thing that may be affected is Worst Games Ever, which we'll talk probably a little more in a little more detail about at the end of the show, uh, just going into what our plan is for that. Uh, but for, at least for the next couple of weeks, you or the next couple of episodes uh, of, of Worst Games Ever, you will still be getting one. For sure. Yeah. It is happening. Right. With that out of the way, yeah. I think it's time to talk about a sponsor. Right. Hit me. I w well, I can't. I no. would, but I can't. Okay. Did you know that this podcast is sponsored by a brand new company or game or entity every single episode? And for some reason, we can't hold on to the sponsor, so mm. it's, it's different every time. This week, it's uh, Aperture Laboratories Alcoholic Hand Chell. Very, very good. Very took, pleased with that. Is there a, a long shortage time. of it? Or? No, there's plenty to go around. Good. <laughs> All you have to do is is uh, sort of offer yourself up as a test subject mm. at the neighbouring Aperture Science Institute and just have to run a few tests. That's yeah. all. There's no no potential death at all. You know, it's all totally safe. There will be And cake. at the end of it... You get the get the cake, yeah. yeah. And at the end of it, you also get some alcoholic hand gel. Fantastic. And uh, make sure you apply it liberally, even though it's not as effective as washing your hands with soap and water. And uh, and then, you know, crack all your hands up because, you know, skin's all mm. dry. Yeah. You... That's not even, like, as much of a ridiculous pun as it sounds because in Portal 2, they did actually have all those gels, didn't they? You know, the, like, I can't remember what they called them, like, mobility gel and, like... You know, there was like the one that made you run fast yeah. and the one that made you jump. Yeah. Oh boy, yeah, there was, there yeah. was. I liked all of them. We played, yeah. uh, we we did a whole playthrough of Portal Two on the on the live stream. We last did last year. Yeah, go watch that on the YouTube channel. However, I'm afraid to report that alcoholic hand gel is a lie. Oh, come on, you idiot! You may be locked in your home, but you're feeling stupid. I bet you're glad no one else can see you. Right? I bet you're glad, Os, no one else can see you right now, hey. looking all bashful because you're a big silly idiot. You fell for for my trap and my ruse. All right, don't ever do it. Calm down. You blithering fool. No, I'll kill stop. you. Please. I'll kill... Okay. Uh, of course, this isn't sponsored by, by Alcoholic Hand Gel. It's actually sponsored by our wonderful patrons over at patreon.com forward slash team triple jump, where for any amount of money, you can ask questions for this podcast. What's the first question? The first question comes from Ethan Lawrence, two first names. Given the current situation, short for situation, which saves time when you type, it says in brackets, which he typed out. Uh, <laughs> what's your sick day game? The game or games you can mainline for those days when you're too ill to concentrate properly, but need stimulation. Cheers, buddies, and stay safe and well. Kiss, kiss, kiss. Kiss, kiss, kiss. Kiss, kiss, kiss. Um... I would also like to thank the multiple people who asked similar questions about what our quarantine games mm -hmm. are yeah. and so on. Uh, we are, of course, all, all working from home now at the Cultaholic offices. Mm -hmm. So this is where we are for the foreseeable. Now, I don't know about you, Peter, yeah. but uh, for me, 
I don't have any more time to play games than I would have otherwise. No, I'm still uh, fact, I'm still working from I, home. I've actually had less time. When we get to what we play in, you may discover that the only thing I've played since last time is my live stream games. Um, which I mean, that's not an unfamiliar situation anyway. But certainly, uh, I've been very busy packing up and then unpacking and setting up. That like so, like definitely for the last two or three days, I've played nothing. I've not played any quarantine games so far basically right yeah hey that's fair enough man like yeah. I, I i've worked from home now for three days this mm-hmm. is my fourth day and each evening i've thought can i actually be bothered to sit in front of another screen in the same room yeah no actually i can't i just want to lie down mm. that's enough uh so I'm, I'm hoping this will change yeah as as we get more accustomed to working from home but certainly for now the novelty of sitting on the sofa and playing games isn't really there no so i haven't i've played a few things but this is since the last show mainly over the weekend right yeah Uh, i've just been sort of i streamed a game as you did Mm -hmm. and then i played maybe an hour of something else all week and that's it i do have Uh, i do still have an answer in terms of what yes me too i just wanted people to know how bad we've got it right sure yeah um so for me um because i as you say as as we both said you know i'm not at the moment feeling like i actually want to dedicate much time to a game uh the one that i have in mind atm is one that doesn't have a narrative that i have to follow so i can just pick it up and drop it whenever i need to um which is orcs must die and orcs must die too uh oh i think i've mentioned on previous podcasts now and then because it's it is an old favorite of mine i know it's not super mainstream people will know about it but it's not you know it's not a triple a title uh but it's uh i believe only available on steam and pc possibly on mac uh but it is a tower defense game set in a sort of uh almost stereotypical stereotypical fantasy world where orcs are look exactly like you would expect them to and all the buildings are just medieval fantasy buildings and you know it's that that kind of thing there's magic yeah. and and monsters um but it's sort of cartoony um and uh you place down your towers uh, along a, a path of course uh, that the enemy are advancing along but then once you place those towers down it's not just like uh, you know, something like Plants vs. Zombies where the towers are then going to do all the work. Like, you are also a third-person character. Um, so you're running around with a crossbow or, like, a hammer. You're doing spells. You're able to, like, put new towers down on the fly in the middle of a wave and stuff like that. So, uh, you know, you're, you're shooting as well as letting all your towers do their work. So I find it super fun. I find it very visceral and quite satisfying when you get a really good choke point and there's just loads of blades and arrows just going mad on a single tile and just destroying loads and loads of people all at once. So it's a very satisfying game. And it's just, as I say, it's very easy to pick up and put down uh, as and when. So that's probably what I'd like to play. And I might even do some streams of it uh, from from here. Yeah, Nice. Um, are you able to do mad stunts on your pedal bike in it? Uh, you can't do a flip, but you could probably jump off like a high balcony. So okay. the um, the orcs can do mad stunts on their pedal bikes because there are some physics-based traps that you can put down, like wall nice. pushes and flippers and things. So yeah, Amazing. it's like Robot Wars, as my old dad used to say. Something about <laughs> coronavirus, probably. Probably. Yeah. Probably did. 
When was the last time you played it? Because I know you've said you've played a lot of this in the past. Yeah, I played it a lot at uni, and it nearly probably nearly cost me my degree. Um, but <laughs> since then, I've probably not played it that much. I may have played it a little bit in Newcastle, uh, maybe sort of in, in the what culture days. I might have played a little bit of it at home. Probably not, actually. I don't think I would have done, because my computer was set up in a bit of a, a dead room that we didn't really go into, where the accident oh. happened. Oh no, uh, not the accident. Yeah. So I don't know, maybe it's not since uni that I've properly played it. But um oh. yeah, so I'm quite looking forward to giving it a go if I can get it streamable and if my net is good enough. It's always nice to go back to a game after a long break, one that you uh, Yeah. you really enjoyed. And there's two of them as well, so I can just if I wanted to really stretch it out, I could start from one and go all the way through the the two. Well, there's more than two actually, but the third one is it became a bit of a MOBA and it's like it's not even called Orcs Must Die 3. I think they're talking about doing a proper Orcs Must Die 3, but it's called Orcs Must Die Unchained. And it's like Whoa. a multiplayer thing. Ugh, it's not what I wanted. So Getting on those trends, huh? Yeah, yeah. When's the Orc Must Die zombie survival mode coming out? Well, I'm not even... Yeah, that's not even a joke almost. Like, <laughs> when are they bringing out the... Uh, what do you call it? The Battle Royale, you know? Yeah. It's coming, yeah, they could do. probably. They could do. I'm just thinking about all those orcs you've killed. Yeah. It's a lot of orcs, isn't it? It is, yeah. Do they really have to die? Yeah, they must. They must die. Okay. Yeah, orcs well, I must trust die. you. You play anything else? Um, not that like immediately springs to mind. I mean, like there's no there's nothing else that makes me think of, you know, like oh, this is what I would play on a sick day. Like I would just play whatever I wanted to play on that day. Like you know, there's there's nothing with a special quality about it that's like yeah this is good for a sick day versus like you know another game so you know just the usual right. like maybe revisit i, I mean I've, I've not finished my um spyro 2 revisit um yep so i'll carry on with that uh stuff like that we're kind of doing what we're playing on or what what we gonna be playing we're, we're yeah, doing right now will we be playing this it's is a groundbreaking section, section. <laughs> uh i would say that people should give third person adventure games a go big yeah budget certainly that in the in the playstation exclusive pantheon mm. if you've not played the last of us if you've not played god of war uh horizon zero dawn which obviously is coming to pc very soon mm-hmm. that sort of thing you know your big assassin's creed games the recent ones yeah Just something with that that's got a, a good story that you can get really invested in and let it carry you away to a, a land of mystery and wonder. Yeah. I feel like now's the time to really get stuck into one of those. Uh, or alternatively, if you're feeling a little bit lonesome, mm. perhaps a more social game. Yeah. Like, you know, if you want to, if you've got a group of like-minded friends, perhaps play through Borderlands in co-op. Why not? Yeah. Or hop onto that Call of Duty Warzone and get annoyed in a battle royale. Yeah. Because all the teenagers are killing you because they're off school now. They are. Or or the uh, the mince raft. Hop aboard the mince raft. The mince raft. Everybody hop on board and build your own mince raft. Mm. All sorts of options, but that that's what I would recommend. Something yeah. that you can get lost in or something that will keep you talking to people. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I think. Okay. Well it's good good advice. It's time to move on to a groundbreaking segment that we call Wawa Purr. Mm. It's time for what we play in. True. Peter, what we play in. We've been playing some games. I have just thought of another game, actually, having given the answer to the previous question. So it's not just 
Halo Combat Evolved Anniversary, which is the game that I've been streaming. We've nearly finished it. Um, I've got like half of the penultimate level left. And then I think, yeah, I'm pretty sure there's only one level after it, which is a quite, it's quite a long one. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it's good. I've been enjoying it. I felt to an extent like it's it's turned out to be slightly less stream friendly than I thought. Um, you know, it's a game that I think relies a bit more on its story than uh than its gameplay you know some of the levels are actually just a bit of a grind um still really like it but it's just uh i've got a lot of happy memories of halo 3 which i think is a bit more of a spectacle you know it's it's a little bit more like in a in a very different way but it's it's a bit more like playing something like uncharted in that there's like there's always something new and exciting going on there's like mm-hmm vehicles driving around and blowing up and things like that and there's there's definitely vehicle combat and stuff in halo one but really what it relies more on in halo one is uh telling telling an interesting story and then just kind of filling the gaps with lots of shooting and similar rooms so right uh you know it's it's people seem to be enjoying it which is really good and it means we're on a good footing now for me to play the other two games in the trilogy when they come out hopefully if people are still interested uh, but yeah, I'm looking forward to Halo 3 in particular because that is that is one of my favorite games. And I sank so much time into the multiplayer as well uh, back in the day. So nice. but yeah, Halo Combat Evolved. Uh, the other thing I have actually played since the last podcast is one session of that Spyro 2 re- redo that I've been doing uh, just for mm-hmm. fun. Uh, so I'm, I'm in Autumn Plains, the second of the three worlds. Uh, and uh, I've done trouble with the trolley, eh? Uh, oh, God. In fact... St- the most annoying thing happened. I, uh, I I hopped on the trolley and there's 50 gears to collect without crashing. And I normally like die a couple of times on it, but I was I got all the way through it without dying. And then on the last uh, gear, I could see it just ahead of me. This crane just came and dropped a TNT right in front of me and I, I, no. I blew up. I had to start all over again. Trouble with the trolley. Almost so. like you're not supposed to be able to do it on your first try. Yeah, because the yeah. timing forces you into that situation. Yeah, pretty much. Um, that sucks. So, uh, yeah, I still think, like, playing that game, uh, I kind of prefer the original Spyro 2. I think, like, some of the charm has been lost in the remaster. Um, like, in some ways it looks a lot better, but in other ways, you know, they've kind of... They've kind of... Uh, not censored butchered things, it. but yeah, yeah, butchered it to a certain extent. Um, they changed the the monks don't chant anymore, do they? Well, yeah, they just Why do a different. Are... Yeah, they just sort of go. Which not is, as fun. No, it's not as fun at all. There's actually a mod, a PC mod that just puts back into the game. Um, <laughs> and the the skeleton in the in Skelos Badlands just constantly flosses now, which is yeah, which is already dated. Yeah, I know. Already, well, who, it's been a year who and made half. that decision? It might as well have been doing the flipping Harlem Shake, like oh god, or Gangnam Style. Gangnam Style, yeah, perfect. In fact, I think it's reached the point now where. Gangnam Style would be ironically funny. Yeah, it would. Yeah, it would be funny if it was doing Gangnam Style. You'd be like, oh, yeah, yeah. But the floss just looks really stale now. Yeah. Yeah. Rubbish. But yeah, overall, I'm still really enjoying it. It's a good game. Um, So, yeah. Good. I'm glad. What are you playing, Ben? Well, I streamed a bit more of Bioshock um, on my janky-ass home setup. You should have seen it. It was just Spaghetti Junction for wires. I had a pair of headphones for the PS4, I had a pair of headphones for the PC, so if people donated, I had to pick up the other pair of headphones so I could hear it. Oh, gosh. I don't have 
uh, you know, an audio splitter like we do at work, so I can't hear the game audio and the PC audio through my through my mm. headphones. Yeah. Uh, so I've got a way for that to work, uh, but you know, just hopped into into Bioshock. We had the big twist. I think oh. it'll probably be finished next time I stream it, but I think the next stream I do will maybe be something a little different. Yeah. You know, I think thinking of going back to SmackDown, here comes the pain, oh. which is my one of my not only one of my. Uh, not only my favorite wrestling game, mm-hmm. but one of my favorite games. Full stop. Wow, I've played it played it so much on the PlayStation Two back in the day. This was actually the game I talked about before, where the disc was all scratched, and we and I used a T cut. Oh yeah, you used to fix car scratches, <laughs> yeah. and now it works fine. Um, so I think I might emulate that on PC, and that will be obviously way easier to uh, yeah. to get all the audio through my headphones that way. But uh, might do that. I also discovered because I don't know why I didn't make this connection in my head beforehand, but I thought, well, I've got the PS4 camera plugged into the PS4. I'll just use that camera and then output it through the through the you know th- through the PC and stream that. Perfect. What's mm-hmm. and then I just put the overlay over the top. Easy peasy. Of course, failing to realize that the camera only appears over the top of your gameplay if you are actually streaming directly from the PS4. Right. If you're just outputting it to the PC, you're just outputting the game. You're not outputting you as well. Mm. So then I was like, oh, God, I don't have any kind of camera. Oh, wait. Yes, I do. My PS3 PlayStation Eye, <laughs> the one that I use for for playing PlayStation Move. Mm-hmm. We did it with Mel B. It's really really low quality but yeah. it is a usb microphone so it looks like i'm in 2008 <laughs> using a webcam on well, msn but if you're playing smackdown here comes the pain then hey perfect right it would be perfect i've made custom overlays now oh yeah where it says blurry cam oh, so nice. people know that they're not going insane yeah uh but yeah it's it's all a bit janky but it's good fun mm. and uh I will be streaming some more, hopefully playing something other than Bioshock. Apart from that, I played a couple of games of COD Warzone, Call of Duty Warzone, the Battle okay. Royale. Yeah. It's good. Mm-hmm. It's good. You know, it's it's free. It's uh I probably haven't played it enough to get really mad at it. Um it's you can have squads of three. I think you can now do solos as well, so you can play on your own. Right. Uh, as 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 a lone wolf. Mm-hmm. It's like hundred and twenty players or something like that. Uh, quite a big map. Usual battle royale rules apply. If you played Blackout, the battle royale mode from Black Ops Four uh, in 2018, which I played a lot of and I really enjoyed it, mm. then you'll you'll be able to pick this up quite fast because a lot of similar principles apply. Uh, it's it's strange though because they it seems that they make you download the full file for Call of Duty Modern Warfare just to play the battle royale because it clearly runs off the same engine or whatever but i don't understand why they couldn't just release the battle royale on its own right yeah uh because it was making you do that thing that it does on ps4 where it lets you download the first portion of the game and then Mm -hmm. you can start it up but you still are downloading the rest but when you start it up you can't do anything it just takes you to a menu that lets you change your settings and (laughs) buy Call of Duty Modern Warfare if you want. Brilliant. Just what I want to do while I'm waiting for my game to download. Change the settings. Well, it's very exciting. You also get to play a, uh, like, 
I don't know what it, what you would call it, some sort of uh, training mode. Mm. But it's not training for the battle royale. It's just a one v one against a bot in a tiny map. It's right. so weird. I don't. I don't. It's bizarre. Anyway, it's free, and a lot of people are playing that, and it's good fun. So nice. That's good. Uh, the last thing I, just, I thought well thematically appropriate. Let's play The Last of Us. Why not? Yeah, I saw your screenshot on Twitter. Yes, there's toilet roll in The Last of Us. Yeah. And it's it's a very good game, The Last of Us. I don't mm. know if you knew that. Uh, I haven't played it for a little while. Is it not just making I'll... you a bit sad and scared, though? I don't know if I'd like to play that at the moment. No, I didn't actually see... I didn't actually realise the connection until I was working from home. Right. Because <laughs> I started it last week. Oh, uh, okay. And, uh, and then when I was playing it this week, I thought, oh, man, there's a lot of... You know, well, how come they've got toilet roll? I don't understand. Yeah. It doesn't make when sense. When I say... Um... Does it not make you scared? I'm not suggesting to you or any of the listeners that that is actually where we're heading. And you know, no. but you know, it's it's easy to just think, oh man, yeah, things things aren't good, are they? It went wrong. Yeah, it all went wrong for them. Mm. Uh, but yeah, it's really good. I'm still uh, sort of playing little chunks and making my way through it. I wanted to play it on the lead up to the the sequel. Uh, so oh, while yeah. I'm waiting for Doom and Animal Crossing and all the other stuff, I thought might as well get it out of the way now. Yeah, play it now and get it done. And uh, that's it. That's what I played. Excellent. That's the thing, what I played. Should we uh, go to another question? Yes, I suppose we should. This is from Brian Cahill, who says, With some time off, I decided to go back and play Ratchet and Clank. Ah. I was only one trophy short during my original playthrough years ago, and I finally got the Platinum. Are there any Platinum trophies that you got a significant amount of time... Sorry, what? That you You got? got You got... A significant amount of time after your initial playthrough. Thank you. Thanks for all the content, even though, even through this strange time. Slorn Ugus Banacht, which apparently is Irish for goodbye and best wishes. Thank you, Brian. Thank you, Brian. Um, I mean, I only have like five Platinums, so. <laughs> and I got three of them immediately, or I got. I think I got all five of them immediately, actually. Um, yeah. What I can say, uh, so uh, I should say, those are, that's all three Spyros I got like straight away. Uh, and then two of the three crashes. And the other one is, you know, the one I've been working on recently, but I've not gone back to for a while. Yeah. Um, but although it's not an actual platinum, uh, one thing that I can say, going back to a game I've already talked about today, uh, back when Halo 1 wasn't the combat evolved anniversary and it was just halo one uh i remember i think a good year or two after the game had been out me and my gamer uncle uh doing co-op legendary mode uh together um and that was a real challenge i can't even remember if you actually got an xbox achievement for doing it on co-op i think maybe you did i think you did i don't think you had to do it solo um so we effectively, you know, got what I'm sure was probably our last achievement uh, together, like two years later. Um, but yeah, it's just not it's not a it's not a PlayStation Platinum, but it's the same. It's the same thing. It, I think yeah, it absolutely. qualifies as an answer. I agree. Yeah. But that's about um, it for me. That's all, all I can think of anyway. But uh, I'm sure you, you uh, Mr. Platinum Hunter, you probably got a lot to say here. I've got one in particular. That I was going to mention, right? Uh, and that's Batman: Arkham Asylum, mm-hmm. which I will never get the platinum trophy in, which is very sad. Oh. I just can't do it. Uh, I've got 
all of the other trophies apart from the free flow combat challenges, mm. which are an absolute pain in the bottom anyway because they're really hard. Yeah. And they're optional side stuff. They're not even part of the main game. And I think every Arkham game has them uh, with trophies or achievements attached. And I, the, the one I need is for getting 24 medals in free flow combat challenges which i think is the equivalent of get maximum medals get all the medals for the combat challenges and i've got like the trophies preceding it like get 12 of these trophies get 12 of these medals get Mm. such and such and once i've got that i then unlock a gold trophy for getting 100 percent of the game and then i get the platinum trophy right and that's that's all i need yeah and it's really annoying. And uh, actually, now that I mention it, Crash Team Racing as well is a platinum I will never get because the last trophy I need is to beat all of the nitrous oxide times. And I'm just not going to do that because that basically involves being an, a literal god. Right. And I can't do it. I don't have the time or the patience. To do it. it was hard enough to get the... Uh, what was the other guy called? Uh, en- entropy. Yes, the entropy times, which mm. were, you know, a pain. And then this guy's just, he just takes the, he extracts the Michael. Oh, absolutely. No fun. Like, before before that game came out, I think I did think, like, oh, yeah, that'd be nice. I'd like to, you know, get a platinum in that game. You know, I've got all three Spyros. I'm working on all three crashes. Get the extra crash. You know, I've got my, my full Sony computer entertainment platformer remaster mega pack. Got them all. Got them all, mate. But then yeah. the moment that game came out, I was like, nah, sorry, sorry, but no, it's not going to happen. It's just it's not. Ridiculous. Yeah. I just, I tell you what I actually did for Batman Arkham Knight, which is, uh, which I did get the platinum in. Again, it was the free flow challenges. There was in particular a trophy where you had to do every single, I don't, maybe it wasn't every single, but it was like a certain amount of different moves in one uh, combo. Mm-hmm. So you couldn't break your combo, but you had to do like, right. I, I mean, for argument's sake, let's say 20 different types of offense. That's different moves. That's yeah. environmental takedowns. That's all sorts without getting hit. God. And I could not do it. And in the end, uh, I ended up putting out an appeal on the mm-hmm. on, on the PlayStation podcast I was doing at the time and just saying, can someone please help me with this? Yeah. And what I ended up doing is this Canadian guy called Tyler. I still remember his name. On PS4, you can do this this uh, this feature where people... You, it's called SharePlay, mm. where you can broadcast your game to one other person, and they can take control of it and play it. Yeah. And this guy, over a really spotty internet connection, just went to town on this for me. And I wasn't... I watched it for a bit and then I just sort of lost interest and started looking at my phone until eventually I saw I'd got a message and I checked my notifications and and I'd got that trophy and then the platinum. And I transferred him. I bought him 20 Canadian dollars worth of PlayStation Network credit as a thank you. That's nice of you. Yeah, but it's 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 bod wallops, quite frankly. Some of these trophies, you know, it's not don't. Oh, I'm all for challenges and optional side stuff, but when you're attaching trophies to it, sometimes it's a bit of a it's a bit of a, a pliss take, you know? Mm. It's not no. fun. You're right. You're right. So I do. I feel that pain. But well done for going back and getting that platinum, Brian. 
I hope it brought you happiness. Yeah. You could have got Tyler to do it for you, maybe, if you paid him. Idiot. I think I I think you told me that you'd done that before. I think you but I, I don't think I knew like what the achieve what the trophy was, or maybe even what the game was. I just knew right. that like uh, in order to get a platinum once you'd done that remote. I paid play. someone. Yeah. Yeah, I paid someone to get it for me. Yeah, yeah it's just it's just at my wits' end. I've done everything else in the game. Sure, everything. yeah, like why not? Yeah. And it's just like, really? You're gonna hold me up on this? I'm I'm Batman. I've proven I'm Batman. Don't make me don't make me do all of this nonsense as well. It's just I don't the, wanna. It, it's like the modern equivalent of uh, getting your big brother to do it for you. You know what I mean? Like sure. back, back when you're eight years old and you can't do the last level of something, or yeah, just get Tyler to do it. Yeah, Tyler will help you out. Right, it's time to move on to a section that I realise requires paper. I'm gonna have to get some paper. Got it. Um, oh yeah. Um, what is it? Oh, I've got all sorts of weird notes on here. I've got like an envelope here, which is, it might not really sound, I don't think the Foley's going to be good on this at all, actually, but. These are early, um, early triple jump and videos notes on here, actually. Oh. Can we still stream and podcast with videos is what this says. Right. Great. That's good to know, isn't it? <laughs> um, there's just a whole page note here that says fridge. Okay. Good to know, right? Anyway, from one strange thing to another, it's time for weird news. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. It's time for weird news. My paper weird didn't sound time. very good, Ben. I'm sorry. Mine didn't either. I feel mm. like I was just banging bits of cardboard on the desk. I so just did them on my, against my chest because I knew if I banged them on the desk, it would just make a horrible dun-dun-dun noise like that yes, through the mic. So. I just straight up did that. Yeah. Um, I hope everyone enjoyed it at home. Mm. Peter, what's your weird news? Uh, I've got a weird news right here. Uh, this is, would you believe, not from uh, one of our usual Kotaku, Push Square, or Polygon sites. This is from Screen Rant. Oh, how okay. exotic. Uh, 
Uh, here we go. Headline. No, GameStop didn't create a vaccine for coronavirus. Okay. Okay. This is by Philip Tinner. Uh, the subheading is, In a development that will surprise absolutely no one, GameStop has, in fact, not created a vaccine that will solve the global coronavirus pandemic. Um, so... GameStop is the last organization anyone would expect to solve the coronavirus pandemic. And no, GameStop did not create a vaccine for the deadly disease. It's a rumor so outlandish that it almost goes without saying. But the used video game and geek culture retailer is not in the business of developing complex cures for contagions capable of grinding travel and everyday life as we know it to a near halt. Nor should it ever be. This is a very dry article, isn't it? Oh my goodness. <laughs> anyone <Had enough>. <laughs> really having a go at anyone who believed this. Um... Anyone familiar with GameStop's deepening financial straits in recent years knows that its employees are far too busy struggling with the fallout caused by the digital games market's growing prevalence over physical sales of new and used games to worry about much else. Considering the immense strain COVID-19 and companies' growing efforts to slow its spread are putting on the world economy, GameStop is probably far too preoccupied with determining how to survive an extra fiscal quarter in the likely event of next-gen consoles being delayed to even consider synthesising a breakthrough vaccine for which it has no experience, personnel or infrastructure. Jesus. It's kind of just repeating itself over and over, isn't it? But look, I think we'll get to the 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 source behind this rumour now. Okay. okay. Um, the hilariously preposterous rumour popped into existence when GameStop's corporate apparatus put out a press release meant to calm customers and shareholders, as all American companies have done since the nation's worst fears about COVID-19 proved true. The letter hits all the notes one would expect at this point, announcing that sanitation efforts will be undergone at every GameStop location, encouraging employees and customers to self-isolate if symptomatic, and assuring that the company is taking the pandemic seriously. Simple stuff, right? Judging by the below tweet from Dairy Orange, evidently not, as a questionable screenshot of an alleged Daily News article somehow took that simple statement to mean that GameStop has, quote, isolated the coronavirus, a crucial part of eventually developing a vaccine to allow its customers to forever game on in peace. Oh, um, God. So I will send you uh, a link to this tweet. I saw this at the time, actually. Oh, it's the ugliest link in the world. It's got so much stuff after it. But uh, okay, as usual, this um, article will be in the like video description on youtube and stuff so you guys can look at this too but this is the tweet in question that caused the rumor um okay but it is just Uh, yeah it's a screenshot of a daily news article saying that gamestop researchers say they've taken a key step towards the vaccine uh and dairy (laughs) orange put no effing way on twitter and put the screenshot out which got forty-two thousand likes and uh, 7,500 retweets. So this is how things spread around. Um, Could anyone believe that for a second, though? Well, (laughs) I don't know. I guess apparently so. So uh, we wrap up with the the article here. Although the Daily News uh, screenshot looks relatively convincing, it's either a fake or an ill-advised prank on the part of writer Joseph Wilkinson, but the former is most likely... Uh, is the most likely bet. The article itself can't be found anywhere on the site, but a quick look at Wilkinson's Daily News author profile reveals no stories to have been published by him at the time in question on March 14th, let alone the laughably absurd one that the screenshot suggests. 
Um, wow. It it continues a little bit more, but that's that's the nub of it. So there you go. Brilliant. That's how I still don't understand how anyone. I know we're we're living in an age of misinformation, and especially at the moment when everyone's panicky. Um, yeah. But it's, it's just why would you why would you see that and think yes yes of course yes. game yes. retailer struggling game retailer are yes. <laughs> trying to develop a vaccine for coronavirus it's mad brilliant absolutely yeah. brilliant uh, okay you ready for my weird news I sure am uh, this is from Kotaku don't worry we got him it's from Ethan Gack and uh, I would quickly before we even start with the title of this I would. I'd like to tell you what this article is filed under mm-hmm. in Kotaku's sort of internal filing system. It's under right. coronavirus, oh, Trump, God. White House, speedrun, and millennials. This sounds like the best article ever written. <laughs> it's strange. It's not very long, but it's weird. It, let me, it's let me very put much those a... keywords together and have yeah. a guess. I think Donald Trump is doing a speedrun a sort of community, like maybe maybe a, a LAN party speedrun party with um, a bunch of millennials all at the White House because they're in lockdown over coronavirus. I think that's what's happening. You bang on. Yeah. Bang on. That's it. Absolutely bang on. As This is very much a case of how do you do fellow kids, it seems, right. uh, as you will see. White House doctor, we need millennials to stay healthy because they know how to speedrun video games. What? Yeah. During today's White House press conference, the Trump administration's coronavirus task force response coordinator, God, that went on further than I was expecting, <laughs> yeah. Dr. Deborah Bricks called on millennials to take the threat of infection more seriously. Deborah Why? Bricks? Deborah Bricks. De- Deborah Bricks. No, Burks. God, good thing you stopped me. Oh, God, okay. I've never heard of someone called Bricks before. It's like a Roald Dahl surname. Yeah. Charlie Bucket. I-X, but it was, it's B-I-R-X, which is still an unusual surname I've never seen oh, before. God, that is weird, yeah, with an X. Dr. Deborah Burks, thank you, called on millennials to take the threat of infection more seriously. Why? Because they are <laughs> part of the group that brought us innovation, particularly throughout all of their ability to look around corners and skip through games, is the quote. What? What does that even mean? I went. I always went level by level, Burke said. I didn't realise you could go from level three to level seven. That's what they've taught us. They look for things that we don't see. We need them to be healthy. What? It's unclear which game Burks was talking about. Maybe <laughs> Super Mario Bros. 3. The remark <laughs> Shut came up. After she, the remark came after she cited unspecified reports out of France and Italy that many young people have fallen seriously ill due to coronavirus. She went on to speculate that this may be the result of younger people thinking the virus is only dangerous to older people and those with pre-existing medical conditions. Apparently, millennials' innovative approach to gaming doesn't translate to employing proper social distancing measures. Seriously, everyone, keep your distance to help slow the spread of the disease. Mm. So basically what she's saying is young people are important you guys need to take this seriously because you might get ill as well. And the way she's gone about that is by saying, hey, you learned how to speed run. You have value, right? I don't understand how... It doesn't make sense. Deborah thinks that that is going to contribute to post-COVID-19 society, though. Like, I mean, at least if she'd said, hey, look, we need these gamers to, to pull through because actually they can be really helpful in doing that protein 
unwrapping stuff or whatever it was. You know that yeah. that thing that they do? Protein folding. Yeah, yeah. protein folding, yeah. You know, at least if she'd said that, I could have, you know, I could I could see the logical step there. But she's saying, look, guys, please, please don't die on us. We need you. You can get from level three to level 11, like, in one go. <laughs> Help. What was the... Let me just get the quote up here. I always went level by level. Didn't realize you could go from level three to level seven. That's what they've taught us, is what it says. It's unclear what game she was talking about. Possibly Super Mario Brothers 3 or whatever. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Amazing. Yep, yep, yep. Excellent. Well, there we go. That was my weird news. Uh, obviously, there's a theme this week, as you mm. might imagine, and that theme may well continue. Yeah. We'll see. No idea how long this is going to last. Yeah. Right. Next question, Peter. Yes. Uh, let me pull it up. It is right here. This is from Pim Van Barsen. Good name. Yes. Back in the PS3 days, there was a card-based strategy game called The Eye of Judgment. Me and some fellow... Here you go, Ben. Oh, I've... I don't want to say that. I don't want to say that. Can What's you... wrong? Have you... Are you reading along with me? Yeah, yeah I see it. I see it. Uh, bit... God, Do you want me to restart the sentence and then just yeah. pause at that moment? I will... Um, I'll, I'll back up a little bit. Back up, Ter. Back okay. up, Ter. Yeah, you ready? Yeah. Everyone listening is going to be super confused as to what this weird stumbling block is, but I'll start again. It's important. Back in the PS3 days, there was a card-based strategy game called The Eye of Judgment. Me and some fellow... No! Brilliant. ...created a little online community where we organised matches, tournaments and friendly chat and and the like. We were all having a jolly nice time with it when one day Sony switched off the servers and killed the whole thing stone dead as we couldn't play online anymore. I appreciate there is commercial reality with all these things, but I'm sure we would have happily paid to keep it going, but that option was never there. What's your take on such a situation and have you ever had anything similar where you really wished you could have kept playing a game for just a little longer but just couldn't? Stay safe and stay classy. You stay classy, Pim. Yeah, you stay classy, Pim. You you bloody stay classy. You watch your, you watch your back. <laughs> How classy you're being. Um, so my I neighbors think, are going to be very confused. Yeah, I did wonder. Yeah, that was a that was a brave that was a brave level of nerd there. Yeah, maybe um, I was calling for help. Who knows? Maybe possibly. I run out of toilet roll. Yeah. Um, I think we actually touched on this a little bit in the last episode, or possibly the one before that. I feel like recently we did, yeah. we've talked about like servers being shut down and stuff. Um, I haven't personally been like affected by it um, in that I think pretty much every multiplayer game that I've been keen on, uh, I've kind of stopped playing before the servers ended up being shut down. So I've not had that personally, but I'm aware of a few things um, that, as I said, when we talked about it previously, you know, you've got the likes of RuneScape, uh, RuneScape Classic, um, Star Wars Jedi Academy has an, a, an amazing mod and a bunch of community-based servers called... I want to I want to say War... Oh, I don't know. War War Games? Or I might be making that up entirely. That might be... It might be nothing like that at all. I'll look it War up. War Games! Uh, but, um, you know, there's... there's the, the great thing is that out there, there are some community-based... Uh, community-run servers for things, even for games that uh, have absolutely no remaining... Uh, official servers out there um and i do remember a story as well of when halo 2 was being shut down uh, which is a a game that was sort of um had a had a massive online community um can you still hear me by the way yes 
Okay, sorry. I just I accidentally opened Photoshop by accident, and I and my computer was chugging a little bit, and I was like, "Shit!" Yeah. Uh, oh sorry. no, these things happen. It's okay. You'll have to just. Are you going to leave this in? Are you? It's uh, why not? Okay. I don't know sure. how I'd find it. It's impossible. It's impossible. <laughs> okay, I'll carry on. That's why I sort of hesitated there. Anyway, I'll carry on. Uh, so Halo Two had a massive online community for multiplayer, uh, and when Bungie finally announced they were shutting down the servers, uh, they sort of said what day they were doing it. And loads of people got together and played loads of games. And it was supposed to shut down until midnight. And uh, there's like there are these articles online. Uh, I don't have one handy, but about how people carried on playing um, and like uh, the servers stayed open just like a few more hours, like as, as the last few people just slowly disconnected. And I think I even read something about like the the single last man who was ever in. Uh, in in like a halo game like he was just he was left on his own and then the whole thing just got shut down that might have been a different game actually but uh yeah i remember no, I think, reading something. i think you're right yeah you are, you are right i think that was in one of the first lists we did right uh, right back at the start of last year yeah there was uh for some reason it stayed online didn't it um, yeah even as long as people were playing it, it was still technically active and there was just this last guy and i think he got a, a beta code for <laughs> Halo Reach or something. Yeah, that was it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, when they shut it down. So they, they kept it going for a while because people just sort of stayed in. And, uh, you know, that's that's kind of a nice... It's a, it's a nice story in a way that, you know, they, they carried on. But Yeah, it is good. Yeah, have ever had a, a game shut down on you? Well, unfortunately, being a lifelong Sony fan, especially mm. being there throughout the PS3 era, Sony have a real habit of just switching off servers on games. Yeah. Um, a lot of, almost every, in fact, I'm fairly sure, I mean, someone can correct me, but I'm fairly sure every single server-based PS3 game pretty much that was exclusive has been shut down now. Uh. Uh, Warhawk was obviously an early PSN game that a lot of people really enjoyed, and that was... I think that's still limping on at the moment because you can host your own servers. Mm-hmm. Um, the big one for me was Demon Souls. Oh yeah, now, there may have been method in the madness because they might have known that actually they were going to remake it at that point uh, on PS4, which is you know looking more and more likely, or at least for PS5 now. Um, but Demon Souls is such a loss because it's such a seminal game mm. for this whole genre that's you know millions of people love and it's it's so unlike anything else with dark souls and bloodborne and 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 the like yeah and you know now there's neo and all these other games that are sort of spinning off it and, mm. and it's uh it all started with demon souls and you can still play it but it's just nowhere near as special yeah without having that innovative player interaction that nobody had ever seen before you know the weird awkward summoning back back then you couldn't set passwords so you just had to put your sign down on the floor somewhere and hope that your friend would see it before someone else would yeah uh, and it was it was all weird and you got invaded and you put notes on the floor and then they turned off the servers at the beginning of 2018 and it was really sad it mm. it, it it's a real shame and from what i understand people have found a way to to keep the servers alive if you modify your network settings on your PS3 so that you're on like a specific Mac address or something like that, then you're able to... There's some there's some sort of black magic you can do, basically, to still have access to online functionality in Demon's Souls just with the people who are using the same strategy you are. Uh, right. But hopefully we'll be getting uh, Demon Souls 
remake very soon. Mm. I know it's becoming so rumored that it's practically truth, but as we'll talk about in the in the big discussion about Sony's PS5 deep dive, there was actually the uh, in, in one of the graphics they showed there was a rendering of the Bulletaria Palace from Demon Souls oh. in there, which I mean I don't know how much more confirmation we really need at this point that it's going to happen, but that's uh, that was nice to see. I love things so, like that where you're able to break down you know something that to some people will have just been completely you know meaningless, but you know yeah, it's a castle, isn't it? They're to people who know, castle. they're like, oh, I know what that is. I know what that means. That's, that's the Bulletaria castle yeah with the big slug man inside oh, that's sluge. where the slug man lives the sluge love boy the slu- love the sluge boys my favorite demon soul yeah uh but yeah it sucks it sucks when things get shut down like that i t- i have judgment is a i don't know if you ever played that peter but that was a real that was a real early gambit from sony to try new and interesting things on ps3 right it's uh, an I- ar card game i'm aware of it but uh yeah um no I've we got sent it. one of idiots we never opened it. Yes, that's that? right. Yeah. We had yeah. it on the shelf for ages. Um, yeah. We never got around to using it, but uh, that's that's the camera that I'm using now to stream with. Uh, so that's good. Oh, but no. okay. That's good. No, uh, no other real experience with servers being turned off, but it is a shame when it happens. I've just looked up the Jedi Academy mod. It's not called War Games. It's called Movie Jewels, but, you know, Movie there we go. Movie Jewels. Yeah. Nice. Um, yeah. So, yeah, fortunately, I've not been stung too much by that, but only because I I guess I just move on. I'm a rover, uh, so I'm already gone by the time my my favorite games have been switched off. So, I suppose so. That and you did the majority of your multiplayer gaming, it seems, on Xbox, and mm. they're much better about keeping their servers on. Apart yeah. from Halo 2, it would seem. Yeah. Uh, well, but, in, yeah. incidentally, that's the one game that I didn't really play much multiplayer ah. of, uh, despite it being highly acclaimed by the by the fan base but um halo 3 i just played to absolute death online yeah. i had so many so many good nights playing that but yeah i remember the... when that game came out yeah. yeah yeah i never i never played it never had an xbox but no. it was my friend's birthday and we went into town and he used his birthday money to buy one of those halo 3 xbox 360s with like, mm-hmm. the, the green and gold trim on it Ooh. and stuff lovely I took it back to his house and it was very exciting yeah and I played maybe 10 minutes of Halo 3 co-op campaign mm. because he had several friends over and we all wanted to go. And yeah. that was pretty much it. They had um, Halo 3 and I think Halo 2 as well, question mark. No, I don't think actually Halo 2. Anyway, Halo 3 certainly had Forge mode, which is where you're able to put down um, items um, and like bits of scenery into multiplayer maps in like a... Mm-hmm kind of level creator style uh, and one of the levels was essentially just a giant empty room so you could effectively use that as a blank canvas and make like your own maps entirely by putting walls up and uh you know vehicles and like little gravity lifts and stuff it was really cool so that nice. you know i had a lot of fun with that alone and and you know even without playing anything uh, online and having matches but yeah there was a lot to go out with that game and it was a good campaign too so as i say i'm looking yeah. forward to it being re-released on steam excellent and you'll you'll stream it when it comes out i'm sure i will yeah fantastic right it's time to move on it is to uh oh god i put my paper away you know what i'll just use this plasticky packet that'll do yeah i've got a little time to move on card here 
to a huge, monstrous section that we call a big discussion. Oh, that was a really bad one. It's big discussion time. Mm -hmm. Big discussion time. Big discussion time. We turn to Chav Chav Rammels. We certainly do. Uh, Chav Chav Rammels says... Oh, uh, and Stephen Scodes also asked something similar, apparently. We've got on a note yes. here. Uh, but uh, Chav Chav Rammels says... Is Sony handling the PS5 all wrong? Mark Cerny got on stage and basically gave his GDC presentation. It was fine for what it was, but Cerny set this up uh, similar to a state of play, premiering it on YouTube and everything. I felt that Sony should have waited until they were able to reveal the console and some games before giving this presentation. All that being said, I was uh, one of the few people who found the presentation interesting while not being a developer. What is wrong with me? Discuss. So... Did you watch it? I didn't watch it at the time. I've read up after the fact. Um, I think like the main point, really, that like the most crucial thing to remember with this is that yeah, it was essentially his GDC presentation. So uh, GDC was cancelled, right? Or was it cancelled, or did Sony just choose yes. not to go? Yeah, it was cancelled. Yeah, it's cancelled. Yeah, for coronavirus. Um, and GDC, for those who don't know, stands for Game Developer Conference, right? Um, so it's, it's not a customer facing, um, convention conference. It, it really is where a bunch of developers get together. They all go and, you know, listen to the likes of console specs and, you know, I mean, I don't know what they do. Nerdy stuff probably about coding and stuff like that. Oh, gross. Yeah. But, um, the whole point of this was, you know, they, they were giving, a presentation that was always tailored towards developers who are going to have more interest in tech specs uh, and the likes of, of, of the things that we were shown at that presentation. Um, and so putting it out publicly like that, I'm not saying they shouldn't have done it, but yeah, the, the problem is that when they said, oh, we're going to do a, a presentation, I think people did just think it's going to be the kind of public reveal, the proper reveal of the PS5 um and they went in not really realizing that no this is this really is just the presentation we were going to give to a bunch of devs and we're just happening to do it publicly now uh, like sort of online so that's the that's the main sort of issue here with with people i, I think it's, it's about expectations isn't it people went in with the wrong expectations um mm -hmm. yeah yeah definitely it's uh as you said you know gdc is for is for the sharing of ideas and giving talks and as well as, you know, developers trying to find publishers for their games and stuff. So it's a very industry-driven event, not necessarily a, um, what's the term, a, a press event. Mm. And it's not really, you know, news does come out of GDC, but it's never usually anything substantial. No. Uh, this was definitely, this was definitely a, a talk worth paying attention to. Mm. Uh, purely because they talked about all the specs of the PS5 and and how and why they chose to construct it the way it was constructed. However, what was wrong here was their messaging, mm -hmm. completely wrong, because the vast majority of people were under the impression that, as you said, this was the reveal event. This was them finally breaking the silence and talking about PS5 and showing it off and, you know, with some glitz and some glamour and you could tell immediately as soon as it started and it was just a sort of unpolished timid mm. uh what's his name not mark cerny the other guy uh 
I keep wanting to say Andrew Ryan, but that's not right. His last name is Ryan. Yeah, uh, <laughs> hang on. Uh, Played a lot of Bioshock recently. Is it Jim? Jim Ryan. Thank you. Yeah. yeah, Jim Ryan was stood there uh, just sort of addressing no one in particular, saying, and then as soon as he said the words, our GDC talk was cancelled, but we had a lot of stuff we wanted to talk about, so here's this is why we're here. Mm. I'm going to pass over to Mark Cerny now. I was like, oh, no, <laughs> this isn't what we thought. And the entire YouTube chat was just they were just screaming the whole time all the comments beforehand were like i'm ready i'm so excited mm. uh I'm, you know i've been waiting for this day for ages and this is sony's fault yeah because they did not make it clear that this was not gonna be about you know the, the glitz and the glamour of the ps5 where you can get one when you can get one how much you can get one for mm. this is what it's gonna look like i'm fairly sure they also said that they're gonna be talk they were gonna be talking about the games as well yeah i thought i, that was, I heard that yeah that was certainly something i heard mm. and i don't know if it was from press sites who or news outlets that got the wrong end of the stick as well mm. or if again it was just sony's messaging completely wrong but the way they built this up and hyped it up they did nothing to correct anybody on the lead up to it that oh no wait hang on guys you know this isn't this isn't a reveal event this is just you know this is a a a dev talk this is us talking about the specs Mm. and so people were mark cerny the the sort of grandfather of designing playstations he's been around since the 90s he's worked on all of your favorite games Mm. and knack and (laughs) People were just calling him Boomer. People were. Have you ever seen a, people yell Boomer at Mark Cerny before? Yeah. It was the most surreal, weird thing to watch. People were just typing like loads of Zs. Yeah, um, I've got that here. Um, I've got a tweet from. I mean, I'm, there's there's lots of this around the internet, but uh, it's embedded in an article that I'm reading from Daniel Armad at ZHugeEx on Twitter. And he's just put, uh-huh. live comments on the PS5 video are brutal. And then it's just a screenshot of the chat. And 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11. Out of 11 comments, I think 10 of them or 9 of them are just strings of Zs. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, yeah, people were just Zing the whole chat. I get it. Like I get, people were annoyed. It does. It it rustles my jimmies somewhat because Jim I mean, Ryan's. how my Jim Ryan's, yeah, uh, purely because how childish are you, really? Yeah, yeah. It was disappointing that it wasn't that, but to stick around and just go, Ooh, boring show games when it's clear that this that they're not able to hear you or see you. <laughs> it's clear this has been like pre-recorded, and, as well. and even if they, you know, if they were able to, to see you and hear you from the stage, they're not going to go. Oh well, we hadn't planned to show games, but quickly let's let's rush some some game trailers out. Yeah, get God of War nine out. People are saying they want to see God of War fifty three, so play it. Uh, God, it's just yeah, it was it was a very childish response. Mm. But Sony, like they had to know, right? They this is awful. Yeah. This is this is how they chose to break the silence about PS five. They hyped it up. They didn't explain clearly what it was. People understandably got the wrong end of the stick. We all did. We like people reacted better than others, but. I don't think many people were going into this thinking, okay, this is a GDC talk. Mm. Because if you just see the tweet, if you just see the news article saying there's going to be a PlayStation 5 deep dive yeah. uh, at 4pm tomorrow, you're like, oh, amazing. I can't wait to hear about PS5. But it was a very dry, very serious talk about how the PS5 was put together. And, and that's fine. You know, 700,000 people tuned into it, apparently, uh, which is a lot of people. Uh, 
Yeah. And the worst thing about it is that uh, for the most part, it essentially seems that they've just announced that they're going to be falling short hardware wise from the Xbox Series X. Uh, I think performance wise, uh, you know, there's there's going to be like it's not quite as impressive as the Xbox Series X. Now, I'm sure it'll still be a very good console. So, you know, uh, does it does it really matter? I still think it's an exclusives uh, competition, really, more than anything else. As long as all the exclusives work well, I'm still going to go to the console that has the best exclusives. So, you know, definitely. But uh, yeah, so all the all they really achieved was <laughs> disappointing. Nearly seven, well, not seven hundred thousand people. Some of those will have been devs, but uh, a lot of people were very disappointed. And then they said, "Oh yeah, and effectively the performance isn't going to be as good as our competitor." So. Uh, not, well, from what I understand, great. that might not be the case. To be fair, okay, good. Uh, we'll we'll put a link in the dump about uh, you know the, breaking down the the stats and stuff. I think Digital Foundry did a thing. There are certainly aspects that the Xbox, you know, just looking at the numbers, mm. the Xbox has higher numbers than the PlayStation. But you know, for the it seems that the purpose of this fifty minute talk, if anyone was able to pay true attention <laughs> to it, because I'm going to be honest, I watched half an hour of it and then I stopped. Yeah. Uh, but my friend who actually understands and pays attention to this kind of stuff, explained it to me afterwards. It sounds like that what they were explaining is the way that they've put the PS5 together because it's made up of parts that aren't sort of just, you know, bought off store shelves, essentially. Yeah, which yeah. Is, it sounds like what a fair amount of the Xbox uh, Series X is. Uh, because of the way that they've put it together, it means that they may actually get either a comparable or superior performance in certain aspects. So... As you said, ultimately, even if it was not as strong, it is all about the games, mm. and that's that's the most exciting thing. But I don't think I don't think you're going to see much of a difference. Like just like now, like you're not going to see much of a no. performance difference. Yeah, people are saying, "Oh, we've got the world." Xbox say they've got the world's most powerful console, and it's like, well, that's great. But you put it side by side with a PS4 running the same game. I, I, Probably, I'm willing to bet money that I'm not going to be able to tell the difference. Yeah, well, as I say, you know, as long as it. everything is just, as long as it's capable of running the same kind of games, then I'm still yeah. just going to follow the exclusives. Which, you know, at the moment, unless there's some amazing reveals before November, means I'm just going to stick with PlayStation because you know they they always have the best exclusives, really. So they have, and you know, here's hoping that all of the studios that Xbox have bought and Microsoft have bought will. Uh, will create some healthy competition mm. because God knows Sony needs a push because this was this was a real flip up this one yeah. this this wasn't good this isn't good people are really excited for PlayStation 5 news and this is what they broke the silence with they didn't communicate it well people were pissed off and now they're they're on the back foot yeah you know that people people are mad at them and and they need to fix that this is i don't know really what they're waiting for at this point yeah. Um, one good thing to come out of it is um, confirmation that I believe pretty much all the all the major PS4 games are supposed to be able to run on a PS5 at launch. Um, mm -hmm. So, you know, we've certainly got backwards compatibility for all your major PS4 games. Um, and I saw a headline, and I've not read the article yet, about how it said something like, so take this with a massive pitch of salt. I'm trying to find it right now. Uh, that the PS5 will have backwards compatibility. It won't be able to necessarily play everything at launch. Um, you know, they're going to do it like on a, essentially on a game by game basis to just see what 
it can, can and can't run. But you know, I think there's, we're we're stepping even further as we seem to every month towards full confirmation that the PS5 will have hopefully a bigger back catalogue than just the PS4. Um, trying to find this article right now, but that's that's what okay. I've seen and heard. That'd be really nice because that that also annoyed people mm. <laughs> that that they said that hey that at least the top one hundred most played PS4 games will be backwards compatible on PS5. People said, well, hang on, you said it was going to be backwards compatible full stop. Yeah. Why, why, why is it now just some and not all? Mm. So they're, people are mad at them. People are, people are very angry with they them. Are. And, uh, you know, I'm not saying that people shouldn't be angry with them. I would say that there are bigger things to be worried about. And I will say that there are also things that PlayStation could have done to mitigate this for for certain. Mm. Uh, but it's it's a weird time and when you when you say you've got this, you know, a big live streamed talk happening about this console everyone's excited for, and that's what you put out, you were gonna annoy a lot of people. Yeah. And that's exactly what they did. Mm-hmm. Um, I found it here. I think it was actually just referring to the the PS4 games themselves. I think they, you know it's going to be case by case for PS4 backwards compatibility. It says here that Sony did not say if, like Microsoft, Sony planned to extend PS5's backwards compatibility to games from older PlayStation consoles. Many PS3 games and a handful of PS2 ones are currently available on the company's PlayStation Now streaming service, although that is different from backwards compatibility. So actually, I don't think we're any closer to knowing if we're getting ps3 or earlier backwards compatibility but as far as ps4 is concerned yeah there's going to be a big chunk of them that are going to be playable at launch and then i think the others are going to be sort of case by case they're going to just try and slowly make other ones playable uh, if they're not already yeah so there you go oh dear see i feel like uh they would have talked about it here mm. that's exactly the kind of thing that if they were breaking down how the console was constructed i feel like this is this would have been the time yeah. to mention that and uh, especially as they were talking about PS4 backwards compatibility being somewhat limited now, mm. um, I died. You know, now would have been the time to mention it, and and they didn't. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't get your hopes. No, up. actually, Which is, again, another shame. Yeah, another shame. Yeah, it seems to be a step back actually, rather than a step forward, because we have, as I say, we've been drip fed little bits of rumors and info saying, oh, it might be, it might actually be com- completely backwards compatible. You know, it's looking. It's looking good, uh, but as you say, you know they would have mentioned it here, and I thought they had done. But now that I found the article and actually read it, no, they didn't. So that's not it's not promising. Oh dear. Mm. Well, we will see what happens. I mean, I don't know how much worse that could have gone for them. Really, <laughs> yeah. There was a lot of excitement going into it, and now there's a lot of anger coming out of it. So. They need to do something. They need to do something soon. I'll tell you how it could have gone worse. Is if they had revealed what the PlayStation had looked like and it had been, and it had looked just like that horrible dev kit that is circulating on the internet, which, you know, I'm fine with that looking the way it does if that's all it is. You know, it's the prototype for developers to work on. But Christ, it better not look anything like that or I will be sick on it. I will buy one. I'll be sick on it and I'll put it in the bin. Yeah, throw it away. Yeah, That'll show be it. wasteful. Yeah. Well, there we go. That wasn't good, was it? No. But uh, let us know what you th- what you thought of that in the 
in the comments and so on. Mm-hmm. I did a tweet about it and people were saying, you know, they, they, sh- they should have communicated it better. I didn't care about any of that. I just wanted to see the games. Just tell me how much I have to spend. Z-Z-Z-Z-Z. Boomer, you know, all that kind of stuff. It's just like, what a what an internet reaction to to something that they weren't expecting. Yeah, It is PlayStation's fault, though, for sure. Well... If you wanted to tell us a little bit more about how you were feeling, and you couldn't necessarily fit it in a comment, but I think you can because you can type a lot in comments. But, you know, whatever. If you just wanted to find us elsewhere, Peter, where can they do that? Uh, They can do that pretty much everywhere at Team Triple Jump. Um, Our content goes out on YouTube.com and Twitch.tv forward slash Team Triple Jump. When we're streaming on Twitch and YouTube, uh, but at the moment we're just streaming on Twitch, uh, we are moderated by Lord Brotovich and Cecil Prumps. Thank you, guys. You're doing a great job. Mm. Um, our social media is twitter.com and facebook.com forward slash team triple jump. Facebook is looked after by Luke Eldon. Thank you, Luke Eldon. You're also doing a great job. Uh, we got a Patreon, patreon.com forward slash team triple jump. All kinds of rewards there, such as early worst games ever releases, uh, access to a, an exclusive room in our Discord, which incidentally is bit.ly forward slash team triple jump, moderated by Jack, Joe, and Crimson Dragonfly. Uh, but we've got other Patreon rewards too. You should check them out, see what you, see what you fancy. Um, the podcast is available in audio form. Uh, <laughs> because the video form currently is is just so stellar uh at yeah. play.acast.com forward slash s forward slash triple jump but you'll find it on spotify etc um and finally we've got a website triple uh where we've got a shop and all kinds of things on there yes absolutely yeah did you know that we do lists every Tuesday and Thursday? Yeah. Streams every Monday, Tuesday and Thursday, and probably a few other days. We'll announce them on social media as and when, all on Twitch. Worst Games. That's a fortnightly show we do. Friday for patrons of a certain tier, Sunday for everyone else. It's a Worst Games Ever week. There will be a Worst Games Ever on Sunday. And Friday for $5 patrons. Yeah. Podcast is every Saturday, and we try to do shows every now and then. You know, we've got a couple recorded, but we're sort of on the back foot now Mm -hmm. because we can't really record those separately. So those will go out when relevant. But once we've exhausted those, then obviously they will be taking a little break for a while. I think we've got an episode of Main Menu and an episode of Rules Boss Mm -hmm. recorded. So we've still got those to go out in the the near future. Yeah, Uh, But after that, same with worst games ever. We've got a couple of worst games in the bank. But once that is exhausted, then we're going to have to look into how we're going to do that from home, which may not be as possible. Yeah, I think there might be some workarounds. There's like pretend. I mean, you know, one option is like maybe actually doing solo worst games ever and just record it. But, you know, that, you know, you lose a dynamic there. Um, but, you know, rules boss might be able to might be doable over. Just, you know, meet, we can be on Discord with each other and, and maybe play in a multiplayer game together. There are things we can look at. So there, mm-hmm. there will be, I think, substitute content, um, but just maybe in a different form, maybe at a different frequency. Um, just keep an eye on everything. Yes, yeah. please do. Please do. Finally, please leave us a review on iTunes or your platform of choice. It helps something to do with Al Gore's rhythms. And uh, I think that's all. We're going to be streaming a bit more often. Mm-hmm. As I said, we'll announce as and when we do that. Um, 
and we'll hopefully see as many of you there as possible. Twitch.tv forward slash Team Triple Jump is where you can find us. Finally, it's time to talk about the sponsor for this week, which is Aperture Laboratories Alcoholic Hand Gel. Uh, if you want a bottle, I know they're very popular at the moment. They're difficult to find. All you need to do is just, just complete a couple of test chambers. Just a couple of test chambers. Yeah. And you too can have some alcoholic hand gel at the end, uh, baked into a delicious boo cake. All for you. Oh, no, I don't want that. Well, you know, it's science. Oh, That's okay. how it works. That's fine. It's a science boo cake. The boo, the boo cake is a lie. It's, it's a boo lie. The boo cake is a boo yeah. lie. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Right, we're going to go now. Please look after yourselves. Yeah. And uh, we'll be back next week. We will. Take care, everybody. Yeah, see you later. But, bye. 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 Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com.